Episode 84 of Psychotherapy with your host, Jet Dunlap, is coming at you right quick. You know, it's a bunk one. <laughs> I don't know why you'd know that. It's it's topical, right? The last one was a little bit of more of a, a little bit of more of a, a little bit of more of a, a heavy hitter. I'm in my not studio. I'm in my house. And it's hot because I had to turn the air conditioner off. But that's what I do for you. I have my cans on. That's what we call it in the business. They're really headphones. And I'm throwing my words at you with my word thrower. I don't want to spoil what this is about because I can't remember because I'm exhausted. I went on a nine-mile hike today, tried to take a little nap, and then worked on wheelbarrow maintenance or rehab. You'll hear lots of that in the episode. All the wheelbarrow, I'd like you to count how many times I say that. It's many times. You'll hear all about that in this episode. Episode 84, I think, of Psychotherapy. In that episode... Gets the start right now. As I speak, I am looking at... Do you hear those birdies? <laughs> A little ADD there. I'm looking at my wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. I thought it was wheelbarrow forever until I started working on this project. The project I'm working on is rebuilding... An old, beaten-up wheelbarrow. Since we moved into this house, I have relied heavily on shovels and wheelbarrows. The way I dug out the dirt in the hill here, if you haven't heard the show before, was by moving 20 tons of dirt and roots and rock over a period of three months using said wheelbarrow and uh, a shovel. And the wheelbarrow was broken. Its wheel was tied up by... uh, coat hanger, metal coat hanger, to a uh, joint that was going over the wood. It had a two-by-four for an arm. <laughs> Sounds like I'm describing some old pirate. Hold two-by-four arm. And uh, I had to run this up and down this tiny little bridge over a hill every day. I got in great shape in those three months, but it was a lot of dirt and a lot of really, really poor equipment. It wasn't until probably two years later that Gina got a new wheelbarrow for her birthday, And when Gina and I started doing work around here, it turns out her parents had taken that back, and so we had no barrow. Carrying 90-pound bags of quickrete from the car in the front, which is about a quarter acre away from us, all the way back, got tiring. So I started using this dusty thing that was under a bunch of leaves, the one that I'm rehabbing right now. Wheelbarrow rehab, a show I'm going to be producing? Sure, producing. This is under a bunch of leaves, had been rained on, would fill up during the uh, rainy season and was rusted to no end. Maybe I'll put a picture of it. Maybe I won't. Anyway, I decided to start shaving off all the cement while Gina was working on another project. I used drills with those like scouring pads on the front to chip out all the cement. Then I used all these uh, sanders to remove the rust. I can't tell you how many tools I used to get rid of this cement and just gunk that has been on it over the years. But right now, I've sanded it. I've taken it completely apart. <laughs> taken all the bolts out that could be saved, replaced and reshaped a new handle. And currently, it is John Deere Green, the barrow itself. And then the components to it are yellow. And it's going to be beautiful. Today is Father's Day. And after our nine-mile hike, 
My brother and my dad and Gina were sending each other pictures of the hike and different hikes we could do, and then I showed them my barrow, <laughs> which you have to get permission for and shouldn't probably show your family. But uh, I did, and Stephen said, it must be nice to be retired. Uh, not, I don't think he meant it meanly, even if he did. Did you hear that part where I went, it's an old guy thing, I guess. I thought about it. And when I started on this Barrow project, let me address this real quick because I keep saying it that way. Why is it called Barrow? It's a wheel barrel. It's a barrel on a wheel. It came out like 100 BC. I don't know why it would be a Barrow. What are the odds that John Barrow invented the barrel wheel? It's a wheel on a barrel. Why is it not spelled that way? I know like English sometimes. When I started on it, I thought, yeah, this is a very retirement style thing. As you know, I'm writing, I'm going to school, I'm pursuing other endeavors that I'll get to at a later date, I'm applying for things, I'm a busy bee, but this keeps my hands busy. And you just can't say that if you're a man who's not sincere, that just sounds dirty. But it does, it gives me an outlet for my creativity with my hands. I don't know what to tell you, you know, idle hands are the devil's plaything. I can attest to that. I thought about this retirement thing my brother said, and more or less, I can't tell you how old I am. So the last 10 years have been like that. When I first quit my corporate job, I went up to the mountains and ran like Forrest Gump, who I hear the PC groups don't like anymore. That movie's bad. Although, my God, that movie was beautiful and I thought informative of different people's situations and just a tribute to the human soul and condition. But now it offends people. So I digress. Anyway, the reason I compare myself to Forrest Gump is that I just kept running. I ran 27 miles when I was up there in one day at over 8,000 feet elevation. And uh, I ran and I just hung out in the river and Gina and I stayed there for a month. Stayed in Mammoth for a month. Just taking in the beauty because I had been working for so long and so hard. I called it corporate detox. And that's what started my quasi-retirement. When Stephen mentioned this in the text, I thought, did I choose this? I didn't. I have constantly, in 10 years, you're thinking, 10 years? Did he say 10 years? He said 10 years. In 10 years, I have pursued countless avenues for full-time employment. It hasn't clicked. Now, do I come off to you as a dummy? Don't answer that. I may. I'm not. I'm a pretty sharp cat, if you will. But I haven't found gainful employment in the fields that I choose to, or otherwise. I thought about my barrow and how I got to do this. And I run into this weird thing that I don't know if everyone deals with. It is applying or subtracting value from my past. I find myself bouncing around during the day going, was that a lesson that needed to be learned? to turn me into the person that I will be, that will change the world? Or was it nothing for a person who will turn into nothing? And you hear there too, it's problematic because it's always about a past affecting a future. I think in those 10 years of whatever age I was, let's say I was eight to 18, which would make me somewhere around 19 or 20 now. That's believable. In those 10 years, I try and hold on to certain memories. And then I look and assign, this is hilarious, monetary, well, I can't assign monetary, so it's not monetary. Did I say I was smart? I didn't mean that. I try and assign point values to the events. 
I asked my wife to marry me on the balcony of Club 33 with my best friend and my brother right next to me. And that was an amazing day. 10 points. I had to have surgery on my foot, so I couldn't walk for three months. So that's minus 10 points. I was very depressed for about six years when I was sober and just ran and tried to get through my day and worked a minimum wage job doing film and television stuff when I could. How many points do I lose for that? How many years were just washed away? And is there a value to a more, I don't know, exciting, interesting, uh, expensive year? Can you say that certain memories are more than others? I guess so. I mean, my wedding, my wedding's an interesting one. I have nothing but hard feelings about it. And my knee-jerk feeling to my wedding is hatred because it was six months of brutal, brutal stuff that went on. Physically, it nearly killed me because it was taking down massive fences, taking down basketball courts, taking down chain link fences, taking cement out of the ground, jackhammering, moving 50, 60 cinder blocks, using winches to take out walls, all by just myself and Gina and a couple of our friends who could help when they could. And no help from anyone else. And then financially, we were on our own. So six months of really brutal stress and physical pain for one day. And then afterwards, we had to take everything down. And that was also difficult because we couldn't pay for all that. So when I think about that, I don't know what kind of points to give it. Now, obviously, all these points are stupid. It's useless. That's not life. But I have to give it some kind of value, right? When you go to college, you get a little receipt, a very expensive receipt, that they call a degree. And then you get to put that up on your wall and you get to say, hey, look at that. I did that. And a lot of people have that on their license plate or wear jackets of that for the rest of their lives because it's something they did for four years. You don't get that with experiences in life. And that's weird. With kids. With a career, both things I don't have, you get measurable little markers. Well, that's when I was a rep, and then I became a manager, and then I became a regional manager, and then I became junior vice president, then vice president, then president. Little Billy was one, then he went through the terrible twos, then the treacherous threes, the lethal fours, the, I don't know, genocidal fives. I'm not sure, I don't have children. You get to look at that, and you get to say, okay, look, he was this tall, measurable events. When you don't have that as an adult, it's just a wash. And you get stuck. I've done some things. I've tried some things. And that's that last part is where I try and hold value. I say, you get the most points for trying, genuinely. Putting a ton of effort in. Doing a Spartan race. Rock climbing. Skydiving. Stuff that took extraordinary effort. Marathons. Things that are unusually difficult. Because there's no question in my mind that those took a level of ability, mental and physical, that is different than the norm. So therefore, I can justify them as good or important. But is that even a thing? You know? Is it a tally? At the end of all this, that you go, okay, I did this, this, and this. And am I just wasting time by saying this is all a means to an eventuality that will then make this all make sense? 
if you read books about personal development or what's it called? What's that thing called? The law of attraction, right? Which I've seen evidence to. You have to create this world. You have to live as if you have. So that some things come to you or things come to you. I don't know why I said some things. So that the life you are meant to live comes to you. There's evidence of this in the Bible. There's evidence of this in so many different texts. So if you do it and it doesn't happen, what are you? Bad? Well, that doesn't help. Then you're poor and sad. And that's no good. If it's not just a means to an end, it's just a bunch of pictures. I had to get rid of time hop, which I had done over a thousand days in a row. No, 2,000 days in a row. Either one of those, I can't remember. I think a thousand. Every day I'd look through time hop. It would show me my old pictures. It was an app that showed me my old pictures, Facebook, Instagram, my cloud. So I know I could see 10 years ago, 11 years ago, five years ago, four years ago. This is where I was. Why aren't I here? And then I'll see things too because I've kept a journal on my phone for a long time and I'll go, oh my God. That day, a year ago, is exactly like this day. Have I progressed? And then I have to go through the inventory again. Are these things you've done? And this all just stemmed from someone asking me or saying that it's like retirement being able to rebuild a wheelbarrow, which we all know should be called a wheelbarrow. But it really wasn't triggered by that. It was triggered by me waking up and wondering my purpose. And is that even good? I mean, it has to be because that's what this show is about, right? There has to be a reason for our existence, I believe, if you follow the right path. But I do believe that I was supposed to get sober in this life. I do believe there was a number of things that I was supposed to overcome. My fear of confrontation, which is something that I've worked on and been pretty much not over, but forced myself to go into since I was in high school. I think there are milestones in this incarnation that we must achieve. But what do you get for it? There are books that would love to tell you the answer to that. All I can give you is questions. What a terrible show, Jet. I'm on my way to work or to market to buy a fat pig. Jiggity, jiggity, home again. Wait, what is it? Going to market to buy a fat pig. Jiggity, jiggity, home of the jig. Jig, home, jiggity, pig, piggity, piggity. I don't know how that song goes, that kid song. (laughs) Oh, man, that was a good detour. Got off the ramp of Crazy Town. That was a band in uh, in the 90s. I mean, I hear in uh, my archive books that I read on the TikTok. You read TikTok, right? I bring it up because I am working harder than ever right now on a lot of things. And I try and figure out during the moments of free mental time, which I still have a lot of because it's not a day job, What's it all about? And what am I heading towards? It's funny that when you're doing absolutely nothing, it feels like the pressure is not on. But once you start engaging, then you have more pressure. If you want something done, it used to say, ask a busy man. But if you want something done, I guess, ask a busy human. Has to not offend. Questions. The good news is I'm not talking about politics. I made it so I can't really access Facebook. I mean, I can. I don't know why I said that. 
It's just not easy for me to do through my phone. I made it more difficult. I have not drank soda. Drankin? Drankified. I have not drankified soda or energy drinks that are carbonated for a month. Because I thought, being a sober vegetarian, well, that's not really enough of a sacrifice, is it? You gotta throw something else on there. But the reason I quit it was because I saw it becoming something I relied on. Is there a lesson in that? I think there's a lot of danger in what we think we deserve as a reward. And I see the same tendencies that I used to use to drink to start drinking those sodas. Now, they weren't as harmful to my life, but they did become something I started to focus on, so I had to put on the brakes. And I know myself at this point, right? I know that I'm all or nothing. A lot of people say that. I'm all or nothing. I'm this or that. I'm a people person, blah, blah, blah. They don't even know what they're talking about. I know it. <laughs> I know it because I'm a genius. Don't ask me, ask anybody. I, uh, yeah. Am I boasting there about not drinking soda? I think I'm just thinking about how many amazing, awesome energy drinks I have in the back fridge. And I want, but uh, I can't have. It's getting hotter. Boy, there's a segue. Not literally. I don't see any of those scooters right now. Horrible joke. Summer is coming. Traditions. Things I've always done. What can I do different? Wasn't too long ago that I said to you I'd do a script in 30 days. And I did it in 16. We're going on the fourth round of the first script I've done. Still not done in mid to late June when you hear this of 2020. I mean, it's done. It's just not proofed. I got this weird curse that even later in life, I can build narrative, but my spelling and grammar and all that stuff is terrible. You've heard me. Picture what I say wrong amplified to a thousand then put on paper. What do we do? What do we do to, to mix that up so you see the years? Put those tentpole moments in a year and say, I did that. I mean, the problem is, just like I said about the comedy that I did, stand-up, was the difference between not being a stand-up comedian and being a stand-up comedian was five minutes. Was, hi, I'm Jet Dunlap. Well, you wouldn't say that. But that was the difference. That was it. And it took me a long time to get there. So what can I do this summer? I'll have to figure it out. I want to come back to you guys on that and say, here's a thing that I've never done that I really want to do, that I'm going to do, because I've never broken a commitment to you guys. And then just make that happen. Like a New Year's resolution, but for summer. I'm out of words. I'm sorry to say. I'm sad to report. Thank you for sticking around. This one was a little bit of a Bud Light version. Last one was more of a full flavor IPA. Am I thinking about drinking just because I was thinking about energy drinks? Well, don't worry. I won't drink. I promise you that too. I'm Jet Dunlap for Psychotherapy. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.